Matthew 27. Matthew 27, we'll begin reading at verse 62. Matthew 27 and verse 62. Yes, it will be on the screen here in a moment. But if you have it in your Bibles or your phone, I encourage you to get it. Because there will be a certain scripture that you need to highlight. Or that I want you to highlight today. First of all, has anybody got anything cooking at home? Would you raise your hand? Sweet, I only got two people, so y'all can burn. We'll let everybody. I'm messing around. I'm messing. We got, we got one service, so I'm going to try to take as much time as I possibly can, but I don't want your roast or your chicken or whatever it is to burn. Let me know. Contact the office on Sunday or on Monday if it does, and then uh, we'll take care of it. I will tell you that the office is closed on Monday, uh, but anyways. Um, Matthew 6, uh, 27, verse 62. Now the next day that followed the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that the deceiver said while he was yet alive, after three days, I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the sepulcher be made sure. Somebody say sure. Unto the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away. And say unto the people, he is risen from the dead. So the last error shall be worse than the first. This is the scripture that I want you to highlight. I'll go ahead and tell you that today's message will probably be a little different than any Resurrection Sunday message that you hear or take on message from Resurrection Sunday. But this is a response. Pilate said to them, ye have a watch. Go your way. And make it as sure as you can. Somebody say, sure. Make it as sure as you can. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. Today, as I told you a moment ago, it is my intention to get you to an altar. It is my intention to make you think about life, think about relationships, think about the right now. Somebody say the right now. Think about today. Somebody say today. Think about today. And hopefully you'll make a decision to allow Jesus to be a priority in your life. Please understand me, if you're a guest here today, I'm not just talking to guests because unfortunately there are people that call Truth Church their home that they need to prioritize Jesus Christ. And so the message that I'm going to preach today is for the masses, for everybody that is in this room. Lord, we thank you once again for the opportunity to be in your presence. I'm thankful, Lord, that you have 
chosen me for the hour, Lord, this, this hour to speak into the lives of many people, Lord. Some, Lord, for the first time, they're a guest. And for some, Lord, they're here with mom and dad, aunts and uncles, Lord, whoever it may be. Lord, I'm thankful for that. And I'm asking, Lord, that you would anoint these lips of clay to speak to the heart and the life of every person, every human being under the sound of my voice. Lord, let every heart be tender to hear your word. Let every mind, Lord, be open, Lord, to hear what thus saith the word of the Lord. Lord, guide me and direct me as I speak your word today. In Jesus' name, and the church says amen. If you would, turn around and tell somebody you're glad to see them at Truth Church today. Praise God. Today I speak to you about, or speak to you on this topic, make it as sure as you can. Make it as sure as you can. The words that we heard from Matthew, there's some irony there if you will. They went, the Bible said, and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting the watch. Notice, notice Pilate's words. If you'll put that uh, scripture up for me, verse 65. Notice what he says. He says, make it as sure as you can or as secure as you can, meaning the same thing. If you look in other translations, they use that word secure. Make it as sure. Make it secure as you can. My opinion, he was saying that, I mean, what, do what you can. As to say it, I'm not sure you can really do that anyway. But make it as sure as you can. They are individuals that wanted to keep something from happening. But I believe that Pilate realized because of the knowledge that he had and the stories maybe that he heard and that was probably the reason that he stated it how he stated it. You do what you can. Make it as sure as you possibly can knowing all the while that it probably wasn't even possible. There are some things, ladies and gentlemen, bring to you our message today. There are some things that we can only make as secure as we can. There's only some, there's some things that we can only make as sure as we can. But there's no promises. There's no guarantees, if you will. The first thing that I would like to submit to every single person in this building today is your future. Your future. Make it as secure as you can. The scripture says... Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, has vanished. Yesterday is gone. Today is the moment that we decide what our future is going to be. Look at your neighbor and say, today. 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 We can't decide tomorrow for our future is not and cannot be secure I get it you got a plan I get it 
You've got your to-do list for tomorrow. There is nothing wrong with the plan, ladies and gentlemen, but your tomorrow is not secure. Praise God. You can only make it as secure as you can make it. We must, we must understand that today is the priority. I'm going to stop and meddle here for a moment. If you don't know what that means, that means I'm going to take my time. Today, ladies and gentlemen, is all that we need to worry about. Right now, what if this happens? Stop. What if this happens? What if they do that? What if I, what if I go? What if it? Stop. Today is all that you need to worry about. I've been doing this just for a short time as far as pastoring is concerned, but I have, I have ministered and helped and assisted Bishop Gilbert for many years and youth pastored for a long, 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 long time, 15 years. The average, I don't know if it still is, but the average used to be two and a half years for a youth pastor to exist or be a part of a youth ministry. And I've heard things like this. What if, Brother Darren, what if, what if I do it again? What if you do it again? I can't help you with what if. Sister Rawls, the only thing I can tell you is you did it yesterday and you did it today and you need forgiveness right now. You need help right now. Don't you try to fix tomorrow and don't worry about tomorrow. Young man, young lady, what you need to do is worry about right now. And Jesus is ready right now. If you ask, ye shall receive. If you seek, ye shall find. If you knock on the door, it's going to be open unto you. Forgiveness is in the house today. Hope is in the house today. Peace that passeth all understanding is in the house today. No, many of you are not here, but a man that was preaching, Reverend Cody Marks, and I meant to tell you this, uh, and, I, and you'll see it on our weekly newsletter tomorrow if you subscribe, but you need to watch some messages that came forth and came out of our Holy Week, our uh, part of our month of revival that we are in this, this month, but he made a statement that what if the person hurts you again? What if the person does that again? What, I don't care if he does it again. I don't care if she does it again. I don't care. I'm not worried about what they can do tomorrow. All I'm worried about is today. Let peace come today. Let joy come today. Let hope come today. The only one that holds tomorrow. The only one that holds tomorrow in his hand is Jesus Christ. So let me help you with something. Right now, I hold the opportunity to say Jesus created me a clean heart. Right now, I have an opportunity to say, God, forgive me of my sins. Right now, I have the opportunity to kneel down before him and say, God, I'm sick of living how I've been living. And I want to live how you want me to live. And put tomorrow in the hands of Jesus Christ. And there's hope in that. There's hope in that. And let me tell you why. There's hope in that because 
The Bible says, and I use this a lot, but here it falls again that I'm going to use it, that our steps are ordered by the Lord. So today, well, man, what if I what if I start doing drugs again tomorrow? What if I what if I can't put the bottle down? What if what if I feel like cheating again? What if I feel like doing this? What if I feel like neglecting God? Listen, I get all those questions. But today you can ask God to forgive you. Today you can ask God this you can say, God, Lord, will you create in me a clean heart? Will you renew in me a right spirit? Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, will you change and minister to me? Will you touch my life? Will you minister to my life today, Lord? And he can do that, ladies and gentlemen. And when he does that, tomorrow you can rest assured that the God that forgave you and the God that transformed you is now going to order your steps. And you don't got to worry about what happens next. You don't have to worry about what goes on next. You just say, Lord, order my steps. Because our steps are ordered by the Lord. Oh, somebody clap your hands under the Lord. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. We don't have to worry about tomorrow. Or I would rather say it this way, we don't need to worry about tomorrow. Because we don't know what tomorrow brings. And thank God that is so. It would be misery and a misfortune to know the future. Brother Trevor, you didn't know what I was preaching today, but you talked about it. It would be, if it was really true, it was really possible to happen and and some say it is. I've never went, so I don't know. But I don't want to go to a soothsayer. I don't want to go to a palm reader or an individual that looks into a crystal ball. And they're conning you out of your money, by the way, but just to let you know that. And I believe there is, there is a spiritual world. And there is a counterfeit to everything. I get that. But I'll tell you this. I don't want to know the future. Now is the time that is so important, not the future. What's important is knowing Jesus Christ. What is important is getting a relationship with Jesus Christ right now. Not tomorrow, but right now. I know you messed up last week. I know you, you didn't do what you should have done last week. I know you've been neglecting God for months and months and months. Maybe that's the case. But you don't have any say-so about yesterday because yesterday's gone. All that you have a say-so about is the right now. All you have to say-so about is today. I'm going to do something now. Bear with me for a moment. If you have hard work to do, do it now. Today... The skies are clear and blue. Tomorrow, clouds may come in view. Yesterday is not for you. Do it now. Somebody say, do it now. If you have a song to sing, you need to sing it now. If you have a talent to display, display it now. Let the notes of gladness ring clear as songbirds sing in spring. Let each day 
some music bring. Sing it now. Somebody say, I'm going to do it now. Somebody say, I'm going to do it now. Listen to me, ma'am. Listen to me, sir. Yes, this is a poem. I got it from somewhere else. But I believe that somebody needs to hear it today. If you have kind words to say, say them now. I'm going to say that again. If you have kind words to say, you need to say them now. Tomorrow may not come your way. You don't know what he said to me. You don't know what they did to me. Do you have breath in your body right now? If you've got any kind words in your spirit and your heart, you better say them now because you're not promised tomorrow. Oh, I'll do it one day when I get good and ready, when I, feel like, when I feel like I can forgive that person. We heard about that this week. If I feel like I can do it, then I'll do it then. But I'm not doing it yet. If you got any kind words in you, you need to say them now. Amen. To do a kindness while you may. Loved ones will not always stay. Mama ain't going to always be here. Daddy ain't always going to be here. Aunt and uncle ain't always going to be here. You better say it now. Well, I'm speaking to somebody on this Resurrection Sunday. If you have a smile to show... You better show it now. Make hearts happy. Roses grow. Let the friends around you know the love you have before they go. Well, I'll tell them one day. You're not promised tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. I was going to use this scripture in a little while, but I'll go ahead and use it now. Life is but a vapor. Here today gone tomorrow what you need to secure ladies and gentlemen is the right now what you need to worry about is the right now. Before you walk out of these doors, you need to worry about right now. I'll get forgiveness later. No, get forgiveness today. I'll get on track with Jesus someday. No, do it today. I'll start coming to church. No, start coming to church now. Make this your decision. Today was my first day. Next week's going to be my second week. Wednesday night, I'm going to come. I'm going to be a part of the family of God. Those of you that are part of Truth Church, those of you that have the Holy Ghost living down inside of you, if you have a witness to give, you better give it now. If you have a soul to win, you better do it now. You better reach out to them now. You better make the phone call right now. If you have an obligation to discharge, discharge it now. If you have a debt to pay, pay it now. If you have a wrong to right, write it now. I know dad was mean. I know mom was mean. I know your aunts were mean. I know all that stuff happens. I know, I know daddy did things that he shouldn't have done a long, long time ago. And I know it boggles your mind and it hurts your spirit. But I pray to God the message that many of you heard this week about forgiveness from Brother Cody Marks, that it rains in your ears on this day. If you got someone to forgive, forgive them now. If you have a confession to make, 
you're in the house today, if you have a confession to make, no, we don't have a, we don't have a booth in the back where you're going to come talk to the priest or me. No, I want you to make that confession to Jesus Christ. He knows about it anyway. There's nothing that happens that he don't know about. You ain't hiding it from him. But if you have a confession to make, make it now. Now is the only thing that you have control of. If you have preparation to make, make it now. Don't keep pushing it off. Hallelujah. If you have children to train, train them now. What we must remember as individuals, as human beings, is time is passing. And you are passing out of time. It's over quicker than it began. We are a procrastinating lot <laughs> that's what we do best oh, yeah, yeah I'll, do, I'll do that tomorrow I'll tell you my secretary sister Olivia she can tell you on base camp it's a project management system that we use she can tell you there's a lot of things maybe not procrastinating maybe just don't have the money or we ain't got have the time but there's a lot of things that I'm going to do tomorrow there's a lot of things ladies and gentlemen that are really, really important that we say we're going to do tomorrow. Maybe not in the actual sense of saying tomorrow, but we mean someday I'll do it. Ah, brother Noe, one of these days I'm going to forgive her. One of these days, Sister Christina, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let that go, but right now I've got to hold on to it. One of these days I won't have bitterness any longer. One of these days, I'll quit being a tyrant and angry, and nobody wants to live around me. One of these days, I'll ask God to take away my depression. But right now, man, I love misery, so I'm going to keep my misery. Question, real quick. Does anybody believe in the God that I've been talking about? One second. This time, I don't want you to clap. I just want, how many believe in the God I've been talking about? Raise your hand. Most everybody in the building. We say we believe in God. But man, we hold on to misery with a death grip. Never letting it go. We hold on to unforgiveness with a death grip. You don't even know my situation, Darren. You don't know mine. Shut up. Pardon me. I get a little irritated. Pardon me if you're online. It's the first time you've ever heard me say something like that. I'm not being mean. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it is saturated. America. Let it go. Let it go. And we sing it and sing it. And it's wonderful. Let it go. And we will take our kids to see the Disney. Movie. Let it go. We buy them dresses and the batons and, or whatever, the, the wands. and all. Let it go. And it's wonderful. But man, when it really comes down to something that's important, that could change our life forever, we hogtie it. I'm not letting it go. I'm mad. You don't know what happened to me. You don't know what he did to me. You don't know what they did to me. In the words of, what was her name? Elsa, let it go. Don't wait till tomorrow to let it go. Let it go today. Let Jesus Christ 
change you. Let Jesus Christ forgive you. Let Jesus Christ change the situation. Quit procrastinating with it. Quit holding on to it. Quit saying, I'll do that tomorrow. Don't do it tomorrow. Do it today. I know it's enticing. It entices us. I'll feel better tomorrow. No. Take care of it today. Do something about it today. It's only today that you can do something about it. It's only today that you know that something's going to take place and it'll change your life forever. You don't have any promise of tomorrow. Let me get a little radical here like preachers when I was a kid used to do. You could pull out of this property onto that service road and somebody could sideswipe you, and we'd be having your funeral this week. I know, it's a little dramatic, but it's the truth. That blood clot that's lurking in your veins right now could let loose. God forbid. Somebody say today. No, no, let's do this. Let's say right now. Somebody say this service. I'll get right with God someday. No, no, get right with God now. Get things in order right now. Make your calling and your election sure right now. Make up in your mind, heaven's going to be my home right now. The future is in God's hands. And we can only make it as secure as we can. Life, somebody say life. Life, life. make it secure as you can. Riches, we say of life that we will make our life secure with finances. The truth is that we can be rich today. And as we have seen with COVID and over the past three years, we can lose it all tomorrow. Riches, ladies and gentlemen, are transitory. We can have them today and they can be gone tomorrow. With riches, we can make our future and our life only as secure as we can. You heard it. I've heard it. I heard it this week, seeing a, a YouTube clip of something, uh, American Idol. It said something, a kid said something like this. Oh, man, when, th when this goes the way I think it's going to go, it's going to change my life forever. Fame. People think if... I am famous. My life and my future is secure. But we can only make our life as secure as right now, today. It doesn't matter if you gain fame. It doesn't matter if you gain all the money in the world. Let me tell you something. The only thing that you can make secure is the right now, today. This moment, this hour is the only thing that you have your hands on. Everything else is in the hands of our Creator. Health. Health. Many of you, and I don't mean this disrespectful, but many of you old timers attest to this. We think that we can take vitamins, eat well, exercise, and we will make our future and life secure. But we can only make it as secure as we can. Diseases can put us flat on our back in spite of all that we can do. The final result is with God. 
I'm not talking about something I'm naive about and I don't know very much about. I promise you on October, I think it was the 22nd, when everything stopped in that little doctor's office and as we talked to him and he said, Ginger, listen, I don't know for sure I'm going to have to send you to a specialist, but it looks like leukemia. Everything stops. Disease has a way of stopping everything. A diagnosis has a way of stopping everything. Ladies and gentlemen, the only thing that we can make secure is right now. The only thing that we have any, any bearing on and we have any control over is what we do right now. Am I talking to anybody today? The great enemy, death, can come to us unannounced and unwelcome. From the beginning, death has lorded it over and tried to conquer us and been a tyrant over us. He waits relentlessly at the end of the path for every single one of us. The path may be long or short, but we reach the end of it. Death grips us tenaciously and never lets us go. Those who have gone before us, passed from our sight, are swallowed up by the great abyss, if you will. Countless generations have gone that way and not a solitary individual has ever come back to tell us what death will do with us when it has made us captive. We all, somebody say me. me. We all must face the prospect of death. Just let the heart cease its beating. <laughs> or one vital function of the body cease its assigned job. And we are gone to grapple with the stern truths of the ages. Death. We try, we try to disguise death. If any of you have ever been to a funeral, I don't know why we do it. I, I probably need to research where it comes from, but if you've ever been to a funeral, they have a spread over the top of the casket and we put flowers all around and, and people send them and all of those things. We in, we involve the person, and I hope that I'm not being too graphic or causing any feelings to arise in you this morning. That's not my intentions. So if you would, just bear with me for a moment. But we try to disguise it. We put life flowers on top, and we put, we put all kinds of different flowers across the front of the building of the church. And we embalm the body, and we make it lifelike. We color the cheeks, and, and we tint the pale face, and we dress the body with the finest suit or the finest dress and we put it all together and, and when it's all finished and when it's all done, guess what? Death still remains. Death is still there. The stern fact of death staring us in the face, we can make our life as secure as we can. That's it. You can make it as secure as you can. Sir, ma'am, you're not promised tomorrow. I'm not promised 
tomorrow. The only thing that I can live for is right now where I am at today. Oh, I had my checkup at the beginning of the year. I had my physical just last week. Everything is okay. I can't tell you how many people that had their physicals and they were, they were a, a picture of health. And then all of a sudden, cardiac arrest showed up. They didn't have any heart problems, Pastor Darren. There was nothing wrong with them. I talked to Brother Jeff on a Wednesday and then on a Thursday, rather, and then, on a, and then he was dead just a couple of days later. Here today and gone tomorrow. Some things are just in the hands of God and nowhere else, and that includes our future and our life. Sir, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. If you don't know what that is and you don't know it, I just feel something to say that I don't have in my notes to say. But sir, you've played long enough. You've neglected God long enough. And I don't say this to get into anybody's crawl. I'm just telling you what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Today is the only thing that you have secure. And today you need to make a decision if I'm going to serve God or not. I have no idea who I'm talking to, but I feel that in the Holy Ghost. I truly do. It may be somebody that listens online later on. You need to hear that today. Today needs to be a time that you say, all right, I'm getting it together. Right now, I'm doing it right now. I'm not going to wait any longer. I'm going to ask God to forgive me. He said that God's faithful and just to forgive all sins. I got a lot of stuff in my, in my hopper, but I, I got to give it all to Jesus. Right now is the day, ladies and gentlemen. And this... If you've heard me over the past few minutes, I'm thankful. But I want you to hear me starting right now. There is a danger of delay. There is a danger of saying, you know something, I'll do it someday. If you drive just north of here, you'll find an establishment that is ever growing. It towers over Highway 75 and its lights and marquees and massive LED. These signs lure thousands upon thousands of gamblers every day and every weekend. Their parking lots, their vertical parking garages are evidence of people waiting and longing to gamble their money away. This is not in my notes, but I'll say it right now. For those of you that don't know it, the house always wins. The house always wins. Go do it this afternoon. Take you a little Sunday stroll and drive there to Durant area and you'll see that the house always wins. But these people, ladies and gentlemen, that I described to you, and maybe there's some of you in the house today, I hope so. These people that I describe in the parking lots that house the cars of the individuals that I spoke about just a moment ago. They are not the biggest gamblers that I have ever seen. I have seen bigger gamblers than these every time that I walk into this sanctuary and step behind this clear, holy desk. 
I see bigger gamblers in the church house. They are gambling with their future, but the future and their lives are not secure. I say it time and time again. That's why I prefaced. I knew what I was going. I knew what I was preaching. But that's why I prefaced what I was preaching before I even took a text. Because, ladies and gentlemen, in this room today, there are people that are gambling. There are people that are going to leave this place. Unfortunately, I wish that I could change it. I wish that I could do what I demonstrated here just a moment ago. I wish I could hog tie you and get your mind to truly look into the Word and understand that you've got to have Jesus. And I would to God that I could make you truly understand that there is a heaven and there is a hell. And we are going to go to one of those places. But I can't make anybody do that. I can't make anybody believe that. I can't make anybody understand that. That's something that you've got to do yourself. Brother Marks made a statement, and I'll state it today when he was here. It's not in my notes. I just feel to do it. This pastor, un, unlike many that you may see on YouTube or online, this pastor is not in it for the money. This church is not in it for the money. I'm thankful for everybody that sacrifices and gives and makes this ship run. But truly what I'm in it for is that somebody that doesn't know Jesus in the power of the Holy Ghost, bear with me, that they would, in fact, get understanding that they got to have Jesus. I would that everybody, as Brother Jonathan explained a moment ago, would understand that every man, every person, every mankind must be born of water and of spirit if we're going to see heaven someday. We have baptismal robes. We have clothes that you can put on. We got hair dryers upstairs and we're going to bring them down. We still hadn't done that yet. They're right back there if anybody wants to go find them. But we got everything you need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And nothing needs to hinder you. Yes, it truly is that simple, sir. It is that simple, ma'am that I can baptize you, I'm not even scheduled today, but I can baptize you in Jesus' name for the remission of all your sins and bring you back up in everything that you've ever done that was not pleasing and that you're embarrassed of. Everything is washed away for all eternity. <laughs> Brother Trevor, you, you know this. Your friends are going to remember who you were. They're even probably going to say, you don't do that anymore. They're, yeah, they're, they're going to drive by the house and they're going to be like, hey, you want to come out here and drink? You want to come out and get a joint? They're going to remember who you were. They're going to remember everything you did. They're going to remember that you used to talk about the church. They're going to remember that you used to say, everybody at a church is a hypocrite. But Jesus, when I put you down in that water and bring you back up, Brother Jonathan, whew, it's gone. And get this. I'm way off my notes. I, better not, I might not even go back to them. But listen to me. What happens is, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ says, I covered your past. Your past is gone. 
And the only one that matters is the one that holds the future in your hands. And that's me. I'm, talk, I'm not talking about me. I'm just playing Jesus, if you will. I've done that twice this week. But I, you say this. Come on, he's saying this. That's it. I know you used to do, but come with me. I got steps order. Come here, right here. I know they don't rem they remember who you are, but they don't know who you're going to be. So keep coming with me. They don't know what I've planned for you. I know the plan. You don't got the plans. Listen to what the Bible says about the God that I've been preaching about. I know the plans that I have for you. They're of what? And not what? To give you. The person who said that holds your future. The person who said that has the ability to do everything he said he can do. I hold your future in my hands. I got it expected in for everybody in the house. So why not? Or why don't you worry about today? And let God hold the future. Clap your hands under the Lord, all you people. Bear with me just a little bit longer. I once read about a garden in which there was a sundial bearing the inscription, it is later than you think. I would like to submit to you on this Resurrection Sunday. In the wilderness of this world, there is one secure sundial. If you have your book that's bound in leather or paper or hardback, would you hold it in your hand up in the air? In the wilderness of this world, there is one secure sundial, and that is the Word of God. Somebody say the Word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, it bears for us today the timely warning. It is later than you think. So for those of you that are in the house today that say, I'll do something someday. I'll fall in love with Jesus someday. I will lift my hands in praise someday. I'll get a Bible study someday. If you would and you're in the house and you call Truth Church your home and you will teach a Bible, some, Bible study to somebody, I want you to stand to your feet right now. I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. There's people here that will teach you a Bible study. There's people here that will show you the way to go. There are people here that will just, they will just make better what I'm talking about today that tomorrow is gone. Today is the only thing you need to worry about. And the future is only in the hands of God. And they'll tell you their testimony. They'll tell you what God did and what God's continuing to do and what God will continue to do if you'll serve Him with gladness, if you'll come before His presence with singing, if you'll make Him exalted in your life. You may be seated. To all of us in this room comes that first warning. It is later in the age than you think. It's later than what you think. Oh, hallelujah. Paul puts it this way. 
For now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Right now, the day is at hand. Go look it up in your Bible, Romans 13. Go find it for yourself. Today is at hand. Right now. Right now, you need to make a decision to come to an altar. Before I make an appeal, you need to say, man, when he's finished, I'm coming to the altar. When he's finished, I'm going to ask God to forgive me. Hold on to your bitterness if you want to. Be angry if you want to. Get ticked off and throw in the towel if you want to. Or listen to this crazy screaming preacher this morning and say, I'm making up my mind right now. I'm going to an altar. We go on to the second truth. It is later in our lives than we think. Psalms 90, starting at verse 9, midway through, it says this. We spend years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow. For it is soon, listen to this, soon cut off. And we fly away. I hope we go that way. But some of us aren't going to fly away. Some of us are going to fall. James 4 and 14. For what is your life? It is even as a that appeareth for a little time and then vanish away. If you would, musicians, come. I'm hurrying to a close. We have grown, hear me for the next couple of seconds here. We have grown familiar with the Proverbs about the brevity of life. And in many cases, familiarity breeds contempt. God would have us remember our Creator in the days of our youth. And there are things possible to youth that age. However earnest, can never know. Someone has said this, if only youth, old timers, you'll like this, if only youth knew how to live and old age could live. How much truth, ladies and gentlemen, is packed into that epigram. Youth has fire without light and age has light without fire. But by the grace of God, youth may have light to direct its fire and age may have fire to warm its light. Isaiah 40 says it this way. Even the youth shall faint and be wary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Again, it is later in opportunity to work for God than you think. Ma'am, I'm speaking to you today and I want you to hear me. I must work. I must work the work of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. What are you trying to say, Pastor Darren? I'm trying to tell you that today is the day that you need to decide to work for Jesus. I promise you, Dad, your kids want you to work for Jesus. I promise you, Mom, that your babies are waiting on you to say, all right, let's go to church. Let's serve in the kingdom of God. Let's go to Sunday school. Let's worship the Lord. Let's listen to Christian music. Let's pray every single day. I promise you, they're waiting on you. Praise God. Somebody say now. Now is God's time for service. But many of us, hear me, but many of us say, by the way we live, there is yet four months and then comes the harvest. <laughs> While the fields are white right now. They're white today. We are disciples of the shaded instead of the sickle. What does that mean? We are disciples of I'm okay with putting my legs up on the on the ice chest and my and my hands across my, my belly and sipping me some lemonade and sitting in the shade. No, ladies and gentlemen. Now, today is the day that I gotta get to work. Today is the day that I gotta make things right. I know we put off deeper life. I know we put off first steps till next week. But there's some of you that are in this house that you need to make up in your mind right now that I don't even know what first steps is other than what they said on the couch and that was hard to understand. And I, I don't even know what deeper life is and that was even hard to understand. Well, let me tell you something. Make up your mind right now that I'm going to join first steps and I'm going to join deeper life. Because I got to get to know Jesus like I don't know him. I got to make up in my mind right now before he finishes preaching that I'm going to go meet Brother Jordan over there and I'm going to get ready to be baptized in Jesus' name. Brother Jonathan said it best a little bit ago. He didn't know it was in my notes, but If you've been baptized in the titles, those are not the name. The Bible says, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Father is not a name. Son is not a name. Holy Ghost is not a name. Jesus is the name. How many of us 
like the weary Emmaus disciples need to pray. Abide with us, for it is evening and the day is far spent. To be sure, ladies and gentlemen, he indwells the heart of the believer. But to so many, he is not even real. Because sin, indifference, doubt have hindered his manifestation in the heart. We trust him lamely, ladies and gentlemen. I ask the question sometimes, do we trust in Jesus? Yes, we trust in Jesus. And that's about as far as we get. Because when it really gets down to it, do you trust in Jesus? I don't mean to make it about us and me. But that's the only thing I'm going to preach life. Sweet wife, she's not in here right now, but Linda, I promise you, when we sit in that hospital or that doctor's office off of Highway 82, what's our doctor's name? Dr. Hodge looked at us and he said, I'm not for sure, but it looks like leukemia. I'm not trying to pull your strings and make you weep today. But I promise you, for this old boy, I started really having to figure out what trusting in Jesus really meant. I had preached about it. I had talked about it. I had quoted scriptures about it. My favorite script, one of my favorite scriptures growing up was trusting the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. But for the first time in my life, child or adult, stepped back and I was like and I grabbed her hand and I said I don't know how baby but that the glory of the Lord may be revealed I don't know how but I trust in him and when the diagnosis kept coming and the grossness kept coming and the leukemia kept getting worse and the, not getting worse but the, the, the whatever it is that the, the treatments weren't helping her body was resisting it what are we going to do? There's nobody on the trench. We trust him lamely. And though our hearts burn within us when we hear his words, there is a veiled, hear me right now, this is what I want you to hear. There is a veiled communion. And we need to realize his presence is in our hearts and in our homes. It is toward evening with many of us. And we need not trudge over our years in pale and sickly experiences. If we keep his commandment, trust and obey him. Listen to me. He has promises to make himself real. What do you mean, Pastor Darren? If you'll trust and obey, if you'll keep his commandments, he will show himself real to you. You don't know about my marriage, Pastor Darren. I said trust and obey. Ask God to forgive you. Ask him to create in you a clean heart. He'll fix your marriage. He'll fix 
your home. You will get a better job. You will get a better home. You will get friends that care about you and want to hug you and keep you close. Or you can just have that. One of these days I'll do it. One of these days I'll fall in love with Jesus. One of these days I'll commit to him. Can we stand to our feet all across the building? question today is are you going to gamble? Do you think you're going to win? So many are lost because in youth they're too young. In manhood they're too busy. In maternity they're too worried. When aged well, I'm too old to change anything. When sick, well, I'm too ill. Hey, you know, I've been sick for a long time. I, I'd, I'd really get in love with Jesus Christ, but I've been too ill for too long. Who do you think we serve? I just quoted it earlier. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yes, God can heal. Sister Ivy, just like he healed in the Bible. sick, too ill, and when dead, it's too late. Somebody say now. now. Now is God's time. It is later. If you don't hear anything else I said today, it is later than you think. Outside of salvation, you can only make your life and, and your future as secure as you can. The only one that gives salvation is. And check this out. Brother Jonathan, I'm thankful that Jesus Christ gives salvation. But you know whose hands he put it in to open the door to salvation? Mine and yours. He will not. Fill you with his spirit if you don't ask him to forgive you. He is not going to just all of a sudden everybody in this room start receiving the Holy Ghost if everybody in this room don't want it. If you don't want change, if you don't want transformation, it don't matter how many programs you go to here. It doesn't matter if you go to Deeper Life, Deeper Life or First Steps. It doesn't matter if you decide to make Truth Church your home. Nothing we do here will fix anything. You're the only one that can open yourself up and say, Lord, create in me a clean heart, renew in me a right spirit. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my bitterness. Forgive me of my neglect. Forgive me of the things that I've done wrong. Forgive me, Jesus. There's people that have gone to church here for a long time. And for the first time, I heard a man preach it this week. And I, you know what I did? I chewed on it. You know, sometimes somebody, a preacher will preach and we'll chew on it a little later. You know what I'm talking about? 
That's what I did when I was thinking about it. Over the past 15, 12, 13 years, there's been no commitment from the people. None. Zero. They'll kind of stick their toe in every now and then, but they'll pull it back out. And what that man said this week is they're on their way out the door anyway. They don't want to get in the pool anyway. They don't want God to saturate and change them anyway. You want contention to stop? Jump head over heels. You know how the kids do when they go to the pool? Man, they take off running. They flip right on into the pool. You're like, Jesus, abide. That's what Jesus wants us to do. I'll get committed later. I'll talk to our dream team about it today. Now get committed today. Your uncommitment is messing up your family. There's contention. You fight about it all the time. I'm preaching in the Holy Ghost right now. Get committed today, sir. Make up in your mind right now. Don't wait on her. You do it. Don't wait on him. You do it. I'm going to fall in love with Jesus today. I'm going to an altar today. I want you to help me. Those of you that serve on our prayer team at any time, would you come stand across here right now? We don't normally do this, but I'm doing it today. Whether you have a badge on or not, I don't care. But if you serve, I want you to come. Go ahead and pass that baby off to somebody. You come. I want you to pray for people today. I want you to hear me today, sir and ma'am. What better time than right now? Grab your, if your babies are in here, grab your babies. If your daughter's in here, son's in here, grab them. Say, let's go to the altar. If you need the Holy Ghost, if you need transformation, if you need, if you want to be baptized in Jesus' name today, if you're sick and tired of worrying about the future, put it in the hands of Jesus Christ. I want you to come to this altar right now. And these individuals that are here, they're going to pray for you. If you need prayer today and you call Truth Church your home, don't stay in your pew. Come right now. I'm going to reiterate what Brother Mark said, and I hope that somebody can hear it. I believe your destiny, your destiny is in the balance today. Some of you don't know who he is. Go back and listen to the message if you want to. But I believe you need to make a decision today that you need to be baptized in Jesus' name, that you need the Holy Ghost living inside of you with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance all across this building. Come on, there's people right here that can pray for you. Come stretch right over here. Come right over here. Let somebody pray with you. Come on, Brother Tex. Come on right now. Universal sign of surrender for those of you that are in the altar. His hands lifted. I want you to lift your hands. Don't stay in your pew, ma'am. Don't stay in your pew, sir. Make your way to the altar today. I know I don't want anybody to look at me. Don't worry about what people think. It's about Jesus touching you. It's about Jesus changing you. I told you what my intentions were. My intentions were to get you to an altar. My intentions were that you would repent. My intentions were that you'd get baptized in Jesus' name for the remission, the washing away of all your sins. Come on, every saint of God, if you're in the pew, I want you to pray. I don't want you to do a mealy mouth prayer. I don't want you to do a pansy prayer. I want you to pray earnestly. 
Come on, forgiveness is in the house today. Restoration is in the house today. Surrender your hands to him right now. All across this building. If you're not comfortable coming to an altar, that's okay. Come on, he's faithful and just to forgive all sin. Sir, you need the Holy Ghost. You need to be changed. You need to be renewed. You need to ask God to forgive you.